Hello and welcome, my partners in crime. Welcome back to Murder Analyzed for another true crime case. Now, this case is um, a very, very sort of recent case. Now, last week we did the case of um, Penelope Jackson and we had lots of feedback on that. And I told you then that I was going to be doing a couple of cases that were, you know, a sort of to come in alongside that, to give you an overview of what really domestic abuse in this country is really like. And you could say maybe the sentencing is different between men and women and the different facts and stuff that's going on. So in these two cases that's coming up, that will help to sort of widen your knowledge, I think, of what's really going on in the UK and the laws on the UK of domestic violence. Um, to do with all these cases. So today's case is the killing of Ruth Williams. It is solved. Um, it is, uh, I would say that there's there's gonna be some uh, talk on this one. There's some, gonna be some comments coming back on this one. You know, it is a controversial case. I, I believe it is. And um, I'd like to know whether you think this man got what he really deserved. So before we start, don't forget that you can subscribe anytime through this video. You can put your thumbs up button, you know, your like button, and you can hit that bell button and find out um, when next videos are due out. Um, I suppose I, I, with this case, I, I really needed to do it. One, because these are quite controversial cases, okay? But two, I felt like sometimes a lot of people felt that I was maybe hard on uh, Penelope Jackson and what I said but we're talking about the law here okay and how the sentences and stuff reflect the crime or so we would think but also we're talking about how the jury may look at stuff how it's presented to a jury what defenses you're going to use and stuff like that so these sort of cases this one and the next one that's coming up and um, the one of Penelope Jackson's case sort of outline that in quite a, I think, quite a good way, really, for you to understand what's really going on. So anyway, on the 28th of March, 2020, the 70-year-old Anthony Williams from Wales. Now, as all of you know with Wales, <laughs> I love Wales, but I can't always, I can't pronounce all the stuff, so I'm gonna write it up, and also there's a map there. But um, as you know, I always go to Swansea, and this isn't far from Swansea at all. So anyway, I'll put everything up there about where it was. Now, this Anthony Williams, this 70-year-old man, strangled to death his 67-year-old wife. Now, they were married 50 years. 50 years. So, similar, I suppose, when we look at it to um, Penelope's case, only in age. So, the following February, he pleaded guilty to manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. And he was, as he was acquitted then of murder. So I think his first charge, they charged him with murder. And then of course, we always charge high because then at least you can come down. And as I've said with murder before, it's hard murder because you're trying to, you have to prove intent. Now, I'd like to know in your mind by the end of this, whether you think that there was intent, you know, or was it? manslaughter it's a really important question this one because the sentences are you know quite low here anyway 
His defence argued that he acted due to a mental state which had been worsened by COVID-19 pandemic. Okay, now we'll talk about this a little bit later in this video. So the court was told that William had not slept for days. He had worries over money and coronavirus and his health um, and stuff. And so this is sort of now building up to his defence of diminished responsibility and a psychiatrist told the jury that his mental health state had dramatically deteriorated after retiring in 2019 and the coronavirus you know pandemic that had made things even worse so the lesser charge and the sentence of five years imprisonment was uh, criticized by politicians and anti-domestic abuse activists now of course, it should be. Now, we're going to go into the facts now and a bit of a background on this. And so you can understand why people are not happy about these sentences at all. So according to um, Anthony's uh, William's daughter and Ruth's daughter, uh, the couple had no history of violence uh, or arguments. Mm, well, I don't know, you know. I, you know, as I've said before, in all these cases, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And to say that there was no violence or argument, I think when you say no argument, I think um, there's something that's, that probably isn't so true. Anyway, she said that her father had become obsessed with reducing his energy bills in January 2020, even though he was financially secure. So there was no money worries within this household. He had retired, things were going well, financially. Then he became obsessed with the news about COVID-19. I can understand that. And when the lockdown was imposed, he feared that he would not leave his house again. This was what they're saying was his stress that made him, or part of what made him do this to his wife. Now, according to Anthony Williams' police interview, his wife told him just to get over it. You know, get over his fears, his worries about COVID-19. You know, you're not going to be trapped in the house forever. She's married to this man for 50 years. And to say something like, you know, just get over it. I mean, I say to my husband, snap out of it. You know, but you don't expect to be murdered overusing them words but he says that's what she said and that's what triggered him then to do what he did just get over it anyway um they were in bed and in his own words he snapped he attacked her continued the violence downstairs so she had left the room so started in the bedroom in bed this violent you know encounter with his wife for 50 years because she said this simple words get over it he continued downstairs and um she was found dead actually in the porch of her home so he had strangled her to death and he actually said i think to the police that he'd strangled the life out of her that was his words strangled the life out of her but also she was 
her death was put down to, under autopsy, was pressure to the neck, strangulation, and three fractured bones. Ruth was found slumped on that porch of her home in the Hollybush area. Now, <laughs> you know, um, let's think about this a little bit before we go on. So you've been married to a man for 50 years, he uh, says he's a bit stressed. I mean, in January 2020, we'd only just gone into lockdown anyway. I think he was only in lockdown for five days. He'd retired in 2019, all right, and give him that. People that retire, I mean, this man was 70s, worked all his life, um, can sometimes get a little bit down and depressed about that. But to blame COVID-19, yes, it was only going on for five days and a lot of people did have stress and worries about things. But after five days of just being in lockdown, I, I don't think we can say much about COVID-19. I think, and when now we relate this case back to um, Penelope Jackson's case, this man was 70. And we had a lot of people saying a man of 70 can't do a lot of damage. This man was 70. And he strangled her and broke three bones, three fractures. There was three fractures on her body from this man. Uh... Now, he said he snapped and he snapped for them reasons and there was no domestic abuse was there ever reported. And as we've said in many of these cases, domestic abuse isn't always reported. But I, you know, when I read these cases and I research these cases, you have to think, what is the ultimate, really, domestic abuse? It's the murder of someone. It's the murder of someone, of Ruth Williams. He was married to this man for 50 years. That, that's the ultimate, you know, <laughs> domestic abuse charge you can get, isn't it? Really, did it matter that there wasn't any reports of it before? I don't think it does. I think when you murder your wife because she said, you know, get over it, to do with something, and you say you've just snapped, you've instantaneously snapped. It started in the bedroom, it's led then downstairs to where this woman, you know, when you try and strangle someone, you know, I'm sure, you know, this woman's screaming and shouting, trying to get help. You're trying to, she's trying to get you off her. Surely you would have snapped out of it, surely. This woman, don't forget, ended up dead in her porchway of her home. Not in the bedroom, in the porchway. So I don't know if his story adds up, really. I just don't. I don't. But anyway, let's carry on. And I think after he had uh, murdered her, he went to her neighbours and told them what happened. He also told the police straight away, you know, as I've said, that he said that he strangled the life out of her. Um, he show, showed remorse right from day one. He never said that he had planned to kill her. He said straight away that he had just snapped and that's where your defence of diminished responsibility comes from. So of course, he, um, he went to um, trial and he pleaded guilty to manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility and he was tried at Swansea Crown Court. So this psychologist said, you know, he'd argued that this, um, you know, all this what was going on had impaired everything. You know, his, he, his faculties were impaired. 
due to this anxiety and this worry over COVID-19 and, and stuff like this. And he was having like issues um, where he couldn't sleep and stuff. So listen, he does sound like he was having depression and stuff like that. But he was not having a psychotic episode, right? He was having, he was a bit anxious, a bit depressed, maybe a bit worried about COVID, but he did not have a psychotic episode that, you know, you could use that sort of mental health for. He didn't have that. Um, and he had no actual history at all of mental health at all. So they couldn't have any reliance on previous issues. There was none. There was none until this date of this man done this to his wife. There was nothing about him at all. So listen, he was found, you know, not guilty of murder, was he? He got manslaughter, and that was a unanimous verdict. You know, and, and I'm going to start off now by saying he's um, right from day one. I suppose you can say his case was a lot different from Penelope um, Jackson's because this man came across, didn't he, as this 70-year-old um, married man. You know, he was grieving the loss of his wife even though he'd killed her. He had remorse, deep remorse. He had his daughter who backed him up and said that there was no domestic abuse, no arguing, no nothing. It, so it looked like he had just snapped. So there was a lot of differences between this case and the case of Penelope. But this, the thing is that this woman still died. He still killed her, took her life. She was 67, not ill in any way, actually very healthy, very healthy. She had quite a long time to live her life. She loved this man, so said now, but she's not here, is she, to tell us that. She's now dead. You know, they was married 50 years in this wonderful, happy marriage. That's what they want you to believe. 50 years, that means if she was 67, she'd been married to him 50 years. She met him when she was 17. It's a long time, isn't it, to be with someone. A long time. So do I think that there was any domestic abuse before? We don't know, but I would assume there was something. Do we think there was coercive control or, or, or behaviour? Could have been. Just because the daughter didn't see it, hadn't seen it, could have been. Or do we believe that he had just snapped? That was it. After 50 years of this happy marriage, for the wife to turn around and say, get over it, that you snapped, you strangled this woman, in your words, you strangled the life out of her and you broken, you fractured bones in her body, left her dead on the porchway of your home. So I don't know, I think there's issues here in this case, definitely. So look, due to this, you know, plea and everything, he's, you know, and they believed him, they believed him that he was um, the man's daughter to charge, they believed everything he said. And um, he got five years in prison. Now, <laughs> when you think that this was a sustained attack, as I said, he didn't just wake up, have a row, strangle her, instant like that. 
and didn't do that. It was prolonged, sustained. More injuries, upstairs, downstairs, died in the porchway. There's a trail of this man, of what he's done to this woman. There's other injuries apart from the strangulation. So I think that's the part, the part I don't know, I don't know what happened in this trial, to, but you know, that's, um, anyway, that's what you got. But, so when we think about, right, if you get manslaughter, what would you usually serve? So in all prisoners, right, in England and Wales, and this is all prisoners in England and Wales, are released halfway through their sentence point, you know, good behaviour, this, that and the other, you know, we're given 20 years, they do 10, right, that's it. Then you have to take off though, time served, don't you? So this man, when he was arrested, you know, um, <laughs> he was put on remand, kept on remand for I think about 11 months or whatever it was. So really this man in the end would have only done, he got a five year sentence for um, his diminished responsibility plea of manslaughter, um, which was unanimous actually, they, they gave it to him. He then, you take off the time he spent, he would do less than two and a half years in prison for the murder of Ruth Williams, his wife of 50 years. That's it. Two and a half years and you're out. Two and a half years and you're out. For murder. Um, you know, it's a shocking case this really when you think about it. Now in one way we look at the Jackson case and we think that that's a shocking case. But when you look at this case, you know, this woman trusted him, loved him, so he says. You know, he took someone's life and I think the judge said this overwhelming, greatest tragedy here is this lady of 67 years old who was in good health in her life and it was ended by the hands of a man that she had loved for nearly 50 years. I think the judge also said, you know, that, um, you know, in a couple of minutes, what you can do to your life and your children's life and stuff, in a couple of minutes, he could have walked away from this. I mean, to say you've lost it and you've lost control over someone saying them words to you, I, 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 I don't get it when you've had this happy, loving relationship. I don't get it. You've lost a daughter. You know, the daughter, sorry, has lost her mother in this. That's it. You, if you did do it for that reason, you've got to live with that for the rest of your life, haven't you? That you took, oh, you know, the woman that you've meant to have loved, cared for, you know, in the best times of your life, you're now retired, you could have had everything, you had no money worries, did you? You had nothing. But you took this, you know, you took a life of this woman that you've cared for and loved. So if it was what he says it was, how must he be feeling now? But listen, we've got to think, haven't we? Right? Do you believe him? Now, the Home Secretary, uh, Pretty Patel, had already ordered an inquiry to carry out into this death, adding that she was not satisfied with this uh, council's decision not to carry out a domestic homicide review. After writing to the council, Ms. Patel said that there is, um, this was an appalling case 
and my thoughts with the family and friends of Ruth, which we all would say and we all think. So the local authority public service board said that it would carry out an inquiry. Because don't forget, in COVID, when we've had shutdowns, lockdowns, jobs closing, you know, people losing their jobs, we've had people working from home, no social services were going out to see people, there was all these charities were stopped from taking people in as it was a real emergency. You know, domestic abuse went up. The, the, the figures are amazing, How, and it's all over the world, right? The figures for domestic abuse from all areas, from all sides, whether you're a man or a woman, went up. They went up. We know that. We know that. But are we using this COVID as an excuse to get away a bloody murder? I'm a bit depressed. I was putting the lights on where I was worried about my bills, even though you have money. We was only five days into a lockdown when this man done this crime. You know, can you blame COVID for everything. No. No, you can't. Not when it comes down to murder. You can't. Of course this bloody sentence was too lenient. What are you telling people? What are we telling people about this sentence of five years? You do, you've done your 11 months on remand and then you'll be out in, you know, under two and a half years. What are we saying to people? Now, about what's expected in society, about how you treat your partner, your wife of 50 years. What are we telling them? You know, so, listen, the law, and I've said this before with this law, and the next case coming up is actually even worse than this one. We had Penelope Jackson jailed for murder for 18 years. And she was 67 at the time that she murdered David. We've had this man murder his wife, Ruth, of 50 years. He was married for 50 years. And his excuse was, under diminished responsibility, that he lost control, instantaneously lost it. Really? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I think what this case does for all the people that wrote comments and stuff about David being 70, you know, she wouldn't be scared of a 70 year old. Listen, they, we knew these two were bickering, right? These last two, David and Penelope. We don't know if these were bickering. We don't know. This man had given up work in 2019. We don't know. This woman had been married for him for, over, you know, 50 years. She was 17 when she met this man. She may have been controlled by him. You don't know. Because we really don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So listen, during this, let's get back to this case. During this, this case, we've heard, haven't we, that he said that his mental health was bad. You know, his mental state, you know, was severely affected at this time. It could have been. But there was no history of that before at all. Um, his sentence was referred to the appeal, um, to appeals court by the Attorney General because they believed it was unduly lenient. Um, see what's going to come out about that. But, you know, lots of people have got involved in this. Look, there's lots and lots of people get involved in this. And the thing is, from April this year, 2021, we've got the new Domestic uh, Act, haven't we? Domestic Abuse Act comes in. Now, there's a lot in there, but if we're going to put these 
laws into place, right? We have to use them, don't we? We have to. So as a domestic homicide between a husband and a wife sentencing guideline for domestic abuse should have been considered here. So this is what I mean, five years. You know, even if you think when we talk about, you know, you know, manslaughter, you can actually go up to 18 years for manslaughter. That they have, the judges have a lot or in their sentencing ability here. But people believed him, you see, 70. No history. No nothing. This and this man should have got 10 years. He should have. And then he would have done his five. Right? But to give a man five years, knowing he's only going to do half, what did they feel sorry for him? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But you've took a life. You know, is this is what we're saying, that this is all that Ruth was worth. This is it. This is all her life was worth. Was that? Oh, I think it's shocking, really. I think the other thing I think that the prosecution, well, the judge noted that both prosecution and defence submitted William had low levels of responsibility at this time of this manslaughter, because we can't call it murder because he's been done for manslaughter, but little said the trial prosecution was wrong to say, and they said, sorry, the prosecution have said it was wrong to say that he had uh, lower levels of retained responsibility at the time of this killing. Um, and that is anxiety and depression condition, not in any, not any form of delusion or psycho, you know, um, psychological disorder were reported. It was just depression. As I said, there wasn't a, you know, psychotic episode that made him lose his, you know, um, knew what he was doing, not knowing what he was doing. So he had capacity, right? So if you have capacity, you sort of know what you're doing. You may have lost it for an instant. As I said to you, this long time between, you know, um, and it's quite violent, to not only to the strangulation, but then the, the, the other wounds to her. So, you know, when would he have snapped out of it then? Just, just see what I mean? And I, I, I think there's a lot with this case. You know, when you strangle someone, it's not quick. It's not quick. It's not painless. You're suffering. She suffered. It's not a quick thing, is it? You're telling me when he's looking up, looking down at her as he's strangling her, killing her, that he doesn't snap out of it. I don't know. I don't know. And I think I'm going to leave this one up to you because I just wanted to tell you about this case quickly. You know, because it is a case, really, and uh, I think that even the appeals court actually have said that it was a one-off. That's it, you just snapped. It was a one-off. Just happened. Well, that's great, isn't it? For all the people out there being, you know, <laughs> domestically abused. It was a one-off. So I think, listen, with this case, and then we have the um, next case coming up, and we have the one prior. You know, I think the law is a strange thing, isn't it? I think in the law, you're relying on whether the jury is going to believe you. Now, as I said, the difference with the case of this one and Penelope Jackson's case is there was a body cam worn by the police officers at the time of her arrest. And we've all seen it, haven't we? We've seen it on the telly, it's been everywhere, hasn't it? 
where she's telling you, blatantly telling you what she's done and why she's done it in a certain way. So the jury are now seeing things. So it's difficult, isn't it? And I mean, one of my friends said to me, gosh, she was a bit hard on them defence team. But well, you know, you have to think, don't you? Just because we have new laws, sometimes when you're planning a case and a defence for someone, you have to look at the whole picture and you have to see what evidence that jury is going to see. And whether you believe that that jury are really going to accept that evidence, then without question, the jury accepted that evidence from the body cams, you know, I'm compass mentis, I know what I'm doing. And the difference with the case, of course, with this case, is that she stabbed him three times, once and then twice more, and told the police on these body cams that she wanted to do it more. And no, 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 don't save him. So this case would have been a very, very difficult case for anybody to prove that there was some form of diminished responsibility to get that down to manslaughter. So you can say the judge and jury, as I've said before, didn't believe it, like in this case of the Williams case, is that they believed him because he came across from day one as remorseful. He came across as a 70-year-old man who was in love with his wife. He didn't dish his wife. He didn't, you know, diminish her character in any way, did he? So the difference is, is not just about the facts of the case. It's about how them facts of that case are presented to the jury. Now, um, totally different. Plus, in this case, in this Williams case, the poor death of Ruth, you know, this woman who was meant to be in this loving relationship for 50 years, her daughter stood up for him and said, he's never done anything like that before. There was no history of it. His character also wasn't taken through the grinder and put out. As like um, Penelope Jackson's character was. Plus she tried to destroy her husband's character and he wasn't here to defend himself. So when you look at everything to do with the Jackson case and this case, they are different in the way that they had been presented to the jury right from day one. Now, with the Jackson case, and I've spoke about Ala Wallier's case before, where she was tried for murder and then got off, didn't she, on um, diminished responsibility and was out after about three years, I think, on time served. But her case, you see, set a precedent for this thing called a slow burn. Now, we mentioned it quickly before. Now, a slow burn, if you was going, if I was going to go with someone like Penelope Jackson's case, because a slow burn, you see, doesn't have to be loss of control now, instantly. It's from when things happened way back and they come up slowly and I always say it and I used to say it to my students it's like you know them cartoons you have and they, you know they light the pretend bomb and it's got this long flex on it that's what slow burn is you see so it's not just one incident that sets it off 
that makes you lose control. It's a long, long time coming and then you blow up, you lose your shit. And you know what? When you look at Penelope Jackson in relation to this case, the publicity, right, what she had really because of the body cams, because of her reaction to it, Listen, she may have got away with murder if she had even stabbed him three times and come out and said, I'm sorry. I just lost it. I've been in an abusive relationship for 20 years. He's done this, this and this, this. She didn't. She didn't. This man didn't do that at all. He never done any of that. Right from the first minute when the neighbours were told about this murder, he never ever said that he planned to do it. So the only way that you can get someone on a murder charge is to find out whether there was an intention there to kill. And in his case, there was not. So he got manslaughter and that's why. But he got a very low sentence, the lowest you can get on manslaughter, really. I've known people, I can't believe it. But anyway, he got manslaughter. And as I said, manslaughter holds up a sentence up, depending on the gravity and the factors on that case, of up to 18 years in prison. That's what it can hold. So why they gave this man five years, I don't know. So I'd love to hear your opinions on that case. And has it changed your mind a little bit, this one? in relation to what was being said about Penny Jackson's case. These are contrasting cases. Same age, aren't they really? They're in the older generation. You know, they've been with their partners a long time. One was outspoken about it, why she did it. The other one was quiet, remained calm. Or is it because he was a man? Is that it? Is that it? Because that's what a lot of people think. Is it because he was a man? Well, I'll have to wait and see all your responses on that. But thank you for joining me today. A strange little case, this one, but one that I wanted to bring you in. Now, the weekend's case is similar, but different. Different, in a way. And we will go into a lot more about different things to do with the law and sentencing in that case. It's another one where did a man get away with murder? So, thank you for watching. You know what to do. You can subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You can hit that like button. You can um, follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. And I haven't been on Instagram that much, but I must do it. Um, there'll be clips of these sort of things on um, Facebook, if you'd like to see before they come out, there's little, usually little clips I put on there once I've done the bit of editing and put it up. You can follow this case on Let's Have a Chat About Murder. I'd like to thank all my um, partners in crime and my members in my members lounge as well for supporting this channel. I really, really appreciate it. And I will see you again on Thursday mornings for Murder Mornings. And we will just be discussing this case and of course the last case that I put out which was, you know, a viper's nest of paedophiles. And the response to that 
has been um, overwhelming so thank you for that and um, you know we've had a lot of comments on that so we'll be talking about them in Murder Mornings so thank you very much for listening and until the next time bye bye